Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Guys, I am so excited tonight. Today, we're going to restart it. Three, two, one. Man, I'm so excited that you're with us today, and we have an awesome guest. You know what's really cool about this guy is I've been able to watch him grow up, not like super close. He's a pastor's kid. His parents did an amazing job, but he used to come to youth group sometimes with us, and he's become an amazing man of God. Um, and look, he was just in a great church down in New Mexico, and I'm so excited what they, to see what they do next, but what I know is he was in town. I was like, man, I got to go and pick his brain for these guys real quick. So remember, Upper Podcast, our whole goal is to teach you how to be bold, impactful Christians in a post-Christian world. Because I believe that Jesus is still moving. He's still doing great things. And he's using you. So I want to introduce to you guys Tim Stearns. Go ahead and give him a follow. Is this still Timmy two times? What? It used to be your... (laughs) Dude, I'm something. Maybe it was your email. No. Something. I'm telling you, I'll find it. I'll find it. It's all right. But guys, this is Tim Stearns. (laughs) He's the man... And uh, we're gonna have, we're gonna talk today. Well, thank you. We're gonna give you some cool stuff. So. <laughs> that was a sick intro. I've never had an intro like that before. That was good. Look, I love him. He's great. He's look. He's a singer songwriter, wow. preacher, well, here we go. <laughs> ministry leader, a community indoctrinator. He's all wow. these things. That's deep, dude. That's, that's I'm just. That's he just said that about me a second ago, so I had to flip it on him. <laughs> but no, we're happy to have you guys. So look, I'm just throw it his way, and we're gonna discuss this amazing topic. Cool. Yeah. Uh, something that the Lord's been just super, uh, just speaking to me super strong is the fact that just knowing who God is, it's not enough to do what he's called us to do. Now, when you start off, this sounds a little like scary. It's like, what? I mean, knowing God, like that's, right. that's super important. That's like enough, but for real, knowing God isn't enough. And here's what I mean by that. So, uh, man, I don't even know where to start. We could start with, uh, the Israelites. So, Crazy stuff happens, you know, they're in Egypt, they're in slavery, they're working, yeah. they're dumb hard, they finally get delivered, they go, God parts the Red Sea. You, you gotta, this is the crazy thing, God parts the Red Sea right in front of them. No and, big deal. No, no, whatever. And it happens, they walk across on dry land, another miracle, which is crazy yeah. and it means a whole lot, but we ain't got time for that. They walk across on dry land, they get there, God does amazing stuff, delivers them out of Egypt, and then he tells them to go get the promised land. He's like, yo, I got this land for you. He yeah. says, all you gotta go do is go take it. That's yep. it. And a couple other things, like they're complaining and this and that, the other thing, but they don't inherit the promised land. And it's like, why? Is God not strong enough? No, that has nothing to do with it. God is obviously way more strong. He brought all the plagues. Of course. Split the sea, did the whole, did the whole thing. Fed them bread. Literally from heaven. Doves. Literally. Water. A, a rock followed them. Yeah. That had water for them. Mm-hmm. Bro, like, <laughs> the rock followed them first. Like, yeah. They didn't have to push it, pull it. The rock followed them, which is nope. crazy. Yeah. Just like, you honey, know. get the kids, you know, and the yeah. rock's just falling behind. Anyways, it's like nuts. It's like a trailer. Like, God <laughs> got lights on heck? it or something. <laughs> um, but legit, God does all these crazy things. And then they go right before the promised land. And cut the story short, they don't inherit it right away. Because they yeah. go to the land. And, they, you know, I, you probably heard this story. But they send out these spies to check out the land, see what it's all about. It's got these big old walls and all this thing. And there's giants who live there. So they're like, all right, yeah. you know, it's giants. Like we're regular sized people. They're like, well, literally giants that live there. I know this is kind of weird. Sounds mythical, but legit. There's giants. Yep. And some dudes, they come back and bring the food. And it's like giant grapes that they like carry like a tree 
from two people. I'm not a big fan of grapes. So oh, I, don't I really, love grapes. No. <laughs> You're messing up. I don't really care. I mean, if it was like a big old thing of mac and cheese, now we can start talking. But like the food's <laughs> big, the people are big, and they don't inherit the promised land because... And, and here's this crazy verse. It says, it says they saw themselves as grasshoppers in their own eyes compared to the giants. Yeah. And it says, and so they were in the giants' eyes. They were grasshoppers in theirs. So as a man thinketh, so is he. It's his, it's his idea. It's all throughout the Bible. And it's the way that they saw themselves actually affected what they received from the Lord. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Even if you think about the greatest commandment in the New Testament, right? Mark chapter 12, 30 and 31. And you guys probably heard me talk about this a million times. Mm -hmm. Verse 30, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your, all your mind, all your strength. Yep. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. And Come people on. are like, well, love my neighbor. You, you, you messed it. You missed yeah, it you up. Missed it. Because it's <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. And really, Jesus teaches like self-love and yes. seeing ourselves in the right light. Yes. And that's where so many people mess up mm -hmm. is they see God yep. properly, but they don't see themselves how God sees them. Exactly. And if we never exactly. see ourselves how God sees us, well, you're never going to accomplish anything. You're going to see yourself as a grasshopper mm -hmm. and all those promises, all those things that you find in the Bible, all, all those things you spoke in your heart, yeah. you're going to discredit yourself. I think a lot of Christians, what they do is they just think they're not worthy. Uh, you know, yeah. like... Yeah. Sometimes they discredit themselves. Mm -hmm. I've seen that, that a lot, dude. Like, have you too? Oh, heck yeah. There's so many things that people don't get just access in a way uh, in in the Lord and in the in the church. As a Christian, they don't like receive. Uh, the, the Bible puts it this way. Uh, Isaiah, I think it's 54, uh, verse 17. It says, it's the no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You know, That's right. That's, Scripture reference. You got it. That is an amazing promise that no weapon yeah. formed against you will prosper. That's weird to me. So I, I do this thing where it like I take the Bible, I put it in real life. In my real life, are weapons formed against me? Are they prospering or not? That's good. And it's like, if they are pro if they are prospering, it's like, then what's the disconnect here? Verse 14 in Isaiah 54, it's, it's, it talks about, it's like the, the uh, what do you call it? The prerequisite for like that blessing of yeah. no weapon formed against you prospering. It says, in righteousness, you will be established. So what That's happens good. is That's good. That's because good. people aren't established in righteousness, and here's my definition for righteousness. We use it in church a lot, and so it goes in one ear out the other. But righteousness, knowing who you are in relation to who he is. And, and so man. because they're not established in righteousness, weapons formed against them prosper. Yep. And that's why this thing is so huge. And that, uh, I mean, even uh, Matthew 6, 33. Oh, Jesus, he, like he starts off the bat. You know, it's, he, he says, seek first salvation. No, that's not even what he says. He says, seek first the kingdom of God, and he continues the sentence, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's right. Whose righteousness? Mine? No. No. His. My, my righteousness sucks. That's what the Bible says. You, it says you, filthy rags filthy, is what... And the, uh, the, here's something crazy. Just a little it's side gross. note. Filthy rags is a used, like the word there is what they use to like wipe their butts. So it's like gross. I mean, just a little side note. doesn't really add on to anything, but... Use toilet paper. There you go. <laughs> That's gross. It says, our righteousness was filthy rags, but then... Because of what Jesus did on the cross, oh man, here's a, there's a crazy verse. It says, it says, uh, he who knew no sin became sin. Yeah. So Jesus physically became sin on the cross for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I That's have that it, written right down. Right there. Oh, right here. Dude, thank you, God. Second uh, <laughs> Corinthians 5.21. For he, God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. On the cross, when that happened... 
our righteousness, in, in essence, the way we see ourselves, the, the right standing that we have with yeah. God, how we see ourselves switches to the righteousness of Jesus. Yeah. We inherit that right standing. Think about this. What, what, what's the place that Jesus has with God? What's their relationship like? I think it would be pretty solid. You know, father, son, yeah, did everything he asked him to do, uh-huh. loved him purely, went to the cross because yeah. they decided that, like, he sent him to do that. Yeah. Like, I, I would say it's a pretty decent relationship. He's it, seen pretty it, well. It stands outside of time. The perfect yeah. father ever. Sounds so good. That relationship that Jesus has with Father God yeah. is a relationship that, because of Jesus, now that's super important. We can't, like, get away from that. That's anything we did. No, yeah. not at all. Because of Jesus, we have access to this relationship with God. It's true. It's almost like, it, to put it away, is like God used to see us through the lens of our humanity and yeah. our sin. Yep. Now when he looks at us, he looks through like a lens of Jesus. It's yes. like putting on a different pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Like I could put on Tim's clear glasses and I'm going to see maybe that would be like the lens of sin. And then if I put on sunglasses, it's going to look completely different. Right. And that's how it is. He looks at you now through the lens of his son, Jesus, a.k.a. righteousness. Yes. Perfect righteousness. Yeah. John 1 says this about Jesus. He's the fullness of grace and truth. So he's looking at you through the lens of grace and truth. Yeah. And what he's seeing as a believer in Jesus who strives for holiness, who loves God, who sees themselves properly, Mm -hmm. he's seeing a reflection of his son. Yeah. And just some verses to to, uh, second this is Galatians 3, 26. For you are all sons of God. That's so good. Through faith in Christ Jesus. Will you say that real quick though? Like, (laughs) I want you to say this. If you're listening to this, wherever it is, just say this out loud. And don't, don't, don't be weird. Like, don't, (laughs) if you're in the middle of lunch or something, don't stand up and say, I am a son of God. (laughs) But like, just say this real quick. Like, I am a son of God. Yeah. I'm a son of God. That's powerful. Like, that's so a realization powerful. you need to have. Don't just hear that. Mm-hmm. You need to own that in your heart. Yeah. Here's another one. Galatians 4, 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, here's what's crazy, then an heir of God through Christ. Oh, heir. Again, a joint heir. Again, because it's all because of Jesus. Like, there's nothing yeah. we can do. So it's through Jesus. But because of that, we are now heirs. And this is like a, a real thing. We are royalty. We are 100%. nobility. The, the Bible talks about, like, in the age to come, that he's going to put us in charge over cities. Yeah. That's not, like, metaphorical. That's, like, real cities. Real. He says yeah. he's going to use the elect to... <laughs> yeah, well, even that. now in First Peter, he declares that you you are priests. Yes. You are priests and princes. Kings so and priests who are God. The exactly. reality is, like, how God sees us is sons. He sees us as royalty. Mm-hmm. And there's an attack. There's a legitimate yes. attack about mm-hmm. how we see ourselves. Yeah. And you think about it from a young age, and even younger now, we have what we should look like. Mm. We have music telling us what we should look like, yep. what we should sound like, what we should what we should covet. Yeah. We have friends that are saying what we should look like, sound like, and covet. Mm. We have we have not magazines anymore, but but social media saying yeah. what we should look like, sound like, and covet. And the reality is, when we measure ourselves against that, mm. we're never going to hit it because those things are all altered. Yeah, like those people probably don't actually have that much money. Right, they definitely have photoshopped themselves. <laughs> they definitely like it. It's all foolishness. Mm-hmm. But then we start thinking we're not good enough, or even like, dude, I had people when I was younger, like teachers that would speak negative things yeah. over me, and those things hold weight. Yeah, and they sit, they sit there, and you believe it. And that's a, there's a there's a quote in this uh, John Maxwell book, but it's got by this guy Zig Ziglar. But he said he says this: it is impossible for a person to consistently behave 
in a way that's inconsistent with the way that they see themselves. Bro, that's so good. I know I know there's a lot of words, but let this sink in. It's it's impossible for someone to be to behave to do something in a way that's that's uh, uh, inconsistent with how they see themselves. So there's actually um, we didn't even talk about this before. That's actually like a scientific thing, and mm-hmm. it's called cognitive dissonance. And what it is is when you believe you're one way, but you act differently. It's crazy. And it's it's actually a crazy thing. So what they're saying is like if you're in an argument with someone who mm-hmm. has like a cognitive dissonance, you call it out. So if they're like, well, no, I'm the nicest person in the world, yet they're like scream cussing <laughs> you out. You'd be like, dang, I thought you were the nicest person in the world. And it makes them think like, mm-hmm. oh, shoot. Yeah. If it's something that's just sad and stuff. It's opposite of what they're yeah. acting. Yeah. And you can't consistently... You, it, it's impossible to consistently act opposite yeah. of how you believe about yourself. Exactly. So that means if if uh, you're going through stuff, and, and this is like, I don't say this to put like condemnation or anything, yeah, or no, like no, to no. put you down, but just, just to recognize it, if you think some way about yourself, or if, if you're doing something, that you must think that about yourself. So here's what's crazy. the uh, When Jesus saves us, it's like we're, we're not trash. We're not sinners no, anymore. No. We're not pieces of garbage. We're not the filthy rags that we were talking about, like the dung rags that you used to wipe. It's your, impossible. We're not that. We're not that. And so if I'm, if I'm behaving in a way that, that shows that, yeah. that must mean that I don't believe Jesus. Well, think about this too. Like if, if you are worth the price mm-hmm. of, of the son of God, yeah. then how could you still be trash? Exactly. How could you still be garbage? Exactly. How could you still be, how could you actually truly be worthless if you are worth the son of God? Right. Who, while we were still yet sinners, while we were still acting like trash, he died for us. Like the price was paid mm-hmm. before we were ever even noticed literally how worthy, how, how, how our great worth to God. Yeah. And scripture teaches second Corinthians five seventeen. behold, the old is passed away. The new is here. Yep. And I think what we need to make a decision of is I'll never believe mm-hmm. what Christ never said about me. Hmm. I like that. I'll never believe what Christ never said about me because yeah. there is a war yeah. on how we see ourselves. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's easy to see God how he truly is. Yeah. Especially like, and if you've grown up in church, it's easy to see how God, how he truly is. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see ourselves, how we truly are yeah. in his sight. Yep. So, um, I want to read this, uh, second Corinthians chapter 10. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is talking about like spiritual warfare. It, it says this, it says for we walk or for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. Check that. Casting down arguments yep. in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge, knowledge of, of God. God. Yep. Bringing every thought into captivity mm-hmm. in the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So the reality is there will be an attack against yeah. how you see yourself yeah. and the knowledge of God that you have of him and of yourself. Yeah. That's one of the devil's devices to destroy you. Literally, if you think about Jesus. So, so what's if you're really <laughs> Jesus? Jesus, you know, he finally is about to get into ministry. He's baptized. Just got baptized. He, the, the Spirit shows up. Matthew four. And then right from there, he goes and he fasts in the wilderness for forty days. Yeah. And then the what? What does Satan say every time he tries to tempt him? He doesn't say if you're really the Son of God. Exactly. He says if you are who you say you are. If you are who who God literally yeah. opened up the heaven and says, this is my beloved son 
whom I'm well pleased. So God yeah. declares this, and the one thing Satan says, he doesn't say, is God good? He, no, he doesn't. Doesn't, no. He says, are you who God says yeah. you are? Because if he can get us to believe that we're not who God says we are, we're out of the fight. Yeah. We can believe God all day, but if we don't believe that we're worthy, mm -hmm. then we'll never act worthy. Yeah. If we don't believe that we're forgiven, we'll never act forgiven. Exactly. If we don't believe that we're loved, we'll never act loved. Right. And that's the problem where it's easy to understand who God is, mm -hmm. but who are you? Yeah. And it's we huge. need to know who we are. Yeah. Who are we in Jesus? Yeah. Like, do you genuinely believe that you're more than a conqueror, according to Romans chapter 8? Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, I love that phrase. But we, we over-churchanize -church, it. Easy. Think, like, the, you, you, more, more than a conqueror. Like, we slide by that. But, like, let, sit with that phrase. Yeah. More than a conqueror. So, like, think of what a conqueror is. Someone who takes over yeah. something completely. Well, let's say, let's just make it, like, easy. Like, yeah. okay, you're a championship boxer. There you go. You beat somebody up. Yes. You win. KO of the night. Yeah. Fight of the night. Yeah. You got the biggest prize purse of the night. Mm -hmm. And you come home. And your wife is sitting there. You know who's more than a conqueror? Not the boxer. It's your wife who gets the benefits. Mm. Now flip the story. You want to yeah. know why you're more than a conqueror? Because Jesus Christ defeated sin, death, and the grave. Yeah. And now you don't have to defeat sin, death, and the grave nope. because you never could. Right. But you reap the benefits by believing in him through faith mm -hmm. and obeying him through faith continuously. You're more than a conqueror because Jesus was the conqueror. Exactly. And now we just live through him. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's powerful. Yeah. That's insane. It's, it's, so with that same analogy, imagine the boxer coming home to the wife and the wife being like, nah, actually. I'm not I, good I, enough for you. I don't want the money. Oh, you know, keep the car, actually. Oh, that, yeah, we should, we should really... Like, that would be so foolish. That'd be yeah. so silly. Why would you yeah. do that? Yeah, or even the wife would be like, I just... I don't think I'm worthy of you because you did so many great things. And he's sitting there begging, like, No, I love you. I'm so happy I could provide all this for you. I'm so happy I could... And she's like, No, I'm just not good enough. Like, how annoying would that and be? And you don't understand that, like, when I was 11, I made a mistake, and mm -hmm. it was just so horrible. Like... Yo, duh, wake the <laughs> heck up, dummy. Yeah. He's saying that he loves you and he believes in you and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whatever had happened. Yeah. Like, well, I'm just not good enough. Mm. No, no, he's saying that you are. Yeah. He went to a cross because of it. Uh -huh. Jesus is literally in heaven right now praying for you. Yes. How crazy is that? No matter what you're doing, he's praying for you right yeah. now. What? <laughs> and you're not worthy? Yeah. It's, Come on. We, like, make this real. It's like, again, there's so many churchy thoughts, but, like, make it yeah. real. Make yeah. it, like, so more than this conqueror. Like, th and this is a reality. Yeah. And not that we're better than him. No. But but we're... we're but we don't have to have the fight. We're the same with him. The yeah. Bible says we're co-heirs with Christ. So the amount that Christ reigns, the authority that he has, the, the power that, for, of the Holy Ghost that he has. That's right. We have the... Bible says it like this. The same spirit... That rose Christ from the dead Come is on. living in our mortal body. Come is on. living here. So everything that Jesus did, we can do. It's, we have access to it's it. It's the same spirit. 100%. Yeah. And I think something that, that roadmaps this out perfectly is the story of Gideon. That's so, good. Come so on. Gideon, he, uh, we all, like, he had the army, whatever, won. That's pretty much all we know. He had the fleece thing. It was weird. But before any of this happens, before, <laughs> before Gideon is like, um, fights all these things, this angel shows up mm -hmm. and he says, Mighty warrior. Yeah. And and Gideon like tells them to be quiet because they're hiding yeah. from the bad well, guys that they're fighting against. What he says is like, 
What do you mean? I'm the weakest of, of the weakest. Literally. And what's crazy is when the angel shows up, my man was like hiding, stomping mm -hmm. grains. Yeah. Like my man's just like stepping on, on grains really hard so he can make bread. Yeah. In a, in, a, in a place that he shouldn't have, it was in hiding because yeah. he didn't want the, the, what, the Midianites? Midianites. Yeah. Yep. The bad guys at the time. He didn't want them to know, whatever. So he's hiding and this angel shows up. He says, mighty warriors. We instantly find out what? what Gideon thinks of himself. Yeah. He says, I'm the weakest of the weakest. Yeah. Like there's no way like whatever. And then he's like, you know, the angel just keeps going. He's like, God's going to uh, deliver yep. you from the Midianites. He's going to do all these things. Yep. And he's going to do it by your hands. So what happens is Gideon, he then begins to doubt God. He, he literally, he says, he says, oh, if God is good or whatever, he says, I've heard the stories or whatever of us coming out of Egypt. Right. But he's like, he doubts God's goodness first. And the angel just keeps going. I don't know. I mean, I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> but like, put that into context too. How many people have had like gotten a really bad shot at life? Mm. And it might be you. It might be like, dude, I have not gotten a fair. Life is trash. It's awful. Yeah. But I keep hearing that there's this good God that loves me and mm -hmm. he can bring me out of this. Yeah. Be real about it. A lot of people live that. Yeah. A lot of people haven't had it easy. Yeah. But there is a good God that loves you and he's declaring exactly. things over you. That yeah. he wants you to be a son. Yeah. That he wants to call you mighty. He wants you to be more than a conqueror. Mm -hmm. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have peace. Yeah. It. It just we read the Bible and we don't put it to yeah we don't reality. we don't we don't think it's real we think it's a fake story yeah but <clears throat> excuse me but so Gideon he, he doubts God he says if God yeah. is really literally he says he says if God is really good then why is this happening to us he says if God is really who he is the angel keeps going whatever he's like you're gonna you're gonna defeat the Midianites and Gideon's like all right dude like he doesn't really believe him yeah. or whatever <laughs> so the angel leaves and the angel comes back that night he's like hey. Before you defeat the Midianites. The angel made him a meal, too, in between this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yo, that's a cool angel. Like, and then he lit it on fire and Yeah, he can come back and cook me a sirloin. Like, yeah. I would not be upset about that, right? <laughs> he, he lit it on fire and, and, and Gideon's like, oh, this guy, maybe he's from God or something. Yeah. It's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> all right, Gideon. But then, so, so that night, the angel comes back. He's like, hey, before we go and, like, tear down and, and defeat the Midianites, I need you to do something. In the, in the city where Gideon yeah. lived, there was an altar to Baal. Yeah. And Baal means the Lord, the owner yeah. The owner of those people. Yeah, and so they, false God. they worship Baal. And how good was Baal working out for them? It wasn't, dude. No. <laughs> Baal sucked. They're, they're, they sucked where, where they were. And so the angel says, hey, man, it before we do sucked. all stuff, he says, tear down that altar and light it on fire. Use that as, a, as, a, as an altar to the Lord. He says, tear down that idol. Yeah. Could, and, and, and this is what's crazy. Before Gideon could find out who he was, which, spoiler, he's about to find out who he is, he had to get a right Lord first. That's it. He had to have the right Lord. Because at the time, his Lord was Baal. Yeah. And so the best that he could ever be was a bunch of sticks. Yeah. Dude, that whole, like, that whole thing is so many cool analogies. Like, mm -hmm. he told him to take the second bull. Not the first bull. The second born bull. He was the first Adam. Jesus was the second Adam. Mm -hmm. That was the sacrifice cool, he was yeah. supposed to give. Yeah. And they wake up in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. To their idol being... Yeah. Thrown on the ground, All the, the other idol town. next to it, chopped up. Yeah, in a bowl, his dad's bowl. Like yep. imagine being his dad, be like, his dad, dude, built that the was altar. my bowl. He built the altar. That was my bowl. That was my <laughs> altar. What are you doing, yeah. kid? Um, and and it's not and it's not a light and, thing. No, the town's mad. They they're are gonna kill him. literally, and it's not like oh we're gonna like literally they're gonna take his life. Who's the guy? Yeah, they said who who tore this down, and they find out it was Gideon. They tell his dad, they're like, yeah. hey, bring your son out here so we can kill yeah. him. Like this is a somebody <laughs> stands up for him though. They're like, it was his yo. Dad. It was, it was his, dad. his daddy said, hey, if Baal's that great, let Baal stand up for himself. Yep. And literally, and so then they changed Gideon's name to J Jeru Baal or something. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, I can't either. But they changed I'm his name. i super white. They I'm working on it. <laughs> they changed his name to, to let Baal uh, stand up for himself. Whatever. So it's just a thing. So 
Gideon gets a right lord. Mm-hmm. His lord becomes God instead yeah, of instead of a bunch of sticks. So now he sees God rightly, and then the angel comes back and he's like, "Hey, man, God, God's gonna uh, deliver the Midianites, and he's gonna use you to do it as one man." And so Gideon's like, "Okay, if this is true, if God is gonna use me." He says, let me test this. So he he does this thing with the fleece. And yeah. essentially the angel proves to him that God is going to, um, God is going to save, the, deliver them from the Midianites, from Gideon. And so Gideon finds out who he is. Never again in that story do you hear Gideon saying, oh man, I'm freaked out. I don't know if we're going to win this That's battle. That's true. Come on. He knew who he was. Yeah. He knew. And think, this has been going on forever that the Midianites were oppressing the people. He knew who he was. And so then they were able, like, it was just, this, it was like 300, but real life. Like, they literally had 300 guys and j- defeated the Midianite. And it was like these crazy numbers. But we, but we find out if Gideon didn't know who he was, he wanted, because that, that's the only thing that changed. The Bible doesn't say, and Gideon grew no neck because of the muscles that he had. He wasn't like one of those guys. He wasn't like, he didn't learn fighting skills. Gideon didn't get, gain any ability. The only thing that changed. And this is what I think is just crazy. The, li- the only thing that changed yeah. was how he viewed himself. Yeah, he believed he was that mighty warrior. That God said that he was. Yep, and that's it. Yeah. You guys need to know you are the, the righteousness of Christ. Yes. That you are a co-heir with Jesus. Yes. And you don't just get that way by being born. Like, right, no. It, it's, it's a faith in God. Mm-hmm. And you might be listening to be like, man, I've never believed that about myself. I've never given my life to Jesus. To, this is your moment right Literally. now. Like, don't waste a moment. Scripture says it like this. Today, right now, this moment is your moment for salvation. And I want to encourage you, don't miss. You feel that tug on your heart? Mm-hmm. Now's your moment. Yeah. Maybe you're saying, you know what? I've been, I've been dealing with this sin, and I'm, I'm ready to be done with it. I'm ready to surrender my life to God. I'm ready to rip down that idol. Yep. I'm ready to make a sacrifice to God, and I'll be the sacrifice. Yeah. I'll give my life to God. Yeah. I'm going to do it right now. But I, I don't want to wait. Let's pray. Yeah. Let's pray. Tim, will you pray for them? Yes, pray with them. Sure. Pray this with Tim. God, <laughs> you are my Lord. That's good. You are my owner. Amen. I'm not. I, I, that's the most simple salvation prayer there is. That it, The Bible says anyone who confesses Jesus as their Lord will be saved. Yeah. That word Lord means owner. Who He, he gets it all. So, so uh, sorry. But just say this. Say, God, you are the Lord of my life. Yeah. That means you're the owner of my life. You own everything. And and then uh, it's important to repent. <laughs> the Bible says repent and believe in the gospel. So we have to repent of, yeah. first of all, if you had a different Lord. Turn 180. Yeah. So if so, maybe right now, I, I know these are all churchy words or whatever, but if something else was owning your life, like phone if, or, or TikTok or whatever it is, if something else is owning your life, just repent from that. Say, hey God, I know... Girls own my life. I know clothes and, and money, all these yeah. things, they own my life. But turn from that, repent from that. And then we have to repent of the way that we saw ourselves. That's it. And, and again, I think it's so important. But, but Lord, I, I, I repent of the way that I saw myself before. God, would you tell us, just like you did with Gideon, just like you did with Jesus, would you tell us who we are? Because I, I want... I want to have that righteousness of Christ. It's something available to me. I don't want to go through life and just miss out on something for no reason. God, would you show each and every one of us who we are? I speak against any doubt that might come against people right now saying things like, hey, I'm not worthy of this. Now, this this isn't for me. This is for, no, this is for you. Amen. Anyone who confesses Jesus as Lord. Just the verse he said earlier, the old is gone. The new has come. Even right now in this moment, your, your heart is beginning to change. You begin to change how you see yourself. 
and then situations are going to begin to change. That's right. Those those addictions in your life, they're not going to be there Cast anymore. Cast those thoughts down. Cast them down. Lay it all down before yep. him. And, he, and, and everything will change. I promise you. The problems that you had before aren't going to be the problems you have yeah. when you know who you are. That's it. Come on. Jesus said it like this. He said, cast your cares on me Mm -hmm. because I care for you. Yes. So whatever that thing is, whatever that misconception about yourself, scripture says, give it to God Mm -hmm. because he cares for you. Yeah. And I don't know who's proven that more ever. (laughs) You know, he went to the cross because he loves you. Yeah. You think about, so we started out with Matthew 6, 33, seek first the the, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Now, here's the litmus test or the test to see if we did that or not. He says, therefore, don't worry about what you'll wear, what you'll eat, what you'll sleep. He said, don't worry about this stuff. So so if if this is your heart right now, if you're worried about what I'm going to wear, which is crazy that Jesus incorporates that, but what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. And these are real things. Jesus says we don't have to do that because we know who we are. We know who our provider is. We know who our father is. And That's good. I'm going to stop meal prepping, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. But, But no, seriously, guys, look. I believe this is a huge key for you walking in the freedom that Jesus died for. I believe it's a huge key for, for yep. walking in boldness. It's mm-hmm. a huge key for walking in impact and, and living as a Christian in a post-Christian world. Because it, it's not the easiest thing if no. you don't see yourself how God sees you. Exactly. But when you see yourself how God sees you, mm-hmm. you're literally unstoppable. Yes. There's nothing that can come against you, convince you otherwise. Right. And, and now's your moment to step into that. Yeah. Don't waste another day. Don't waste another week. Start stepping into that. And I'd encourage you, open up your scriptures and find out what God actually said about mm. you. And replace those old thoughts with the truth of Jesus Christ and what he said in his word yeah. because he loves you. Look, guys, I, I, I'm really, I believe this was an awesome podcast. <laughs> Share it with a friend. I think it can bring a lot of freedom to people and how they see themselves. Because look, as we said it earlier, how uh, love your neighbor as yourself we yeah. need some self-love in the church mm-hmm. and not prideful but just man how does god if god can love you you got to be able to love yourself mm-hmm. and today's your day for freedom Amen. and our whole point our whole goal we want you to be impactful and bold in a post-christian world if you want to know more about uproar conference you can check out the uproar.org we have some insane things that we're going to release right. very soon like dude i'm telling you what it's the it's like a whole new like season of uproar and what we're about to start to take on. What is it? I can't say it yet. We didn't release it yet. But I'm gonna dude, I'll tell you when we turn this off. But it's coming out soon. We're gonna shoot a video for it. I'm I'm so excited, dude. That's and dope. uh but the uproar.org, we have events coming up. We have year ten of conference coming up. Yeah, uh, limited great. seating, only a thousand, and it's gonna be full. So look, we love you guys. Go ahead and follow us on social media platforms, give it a follow, give Tim a follow. Don't waste your time on my page. It's boring. (laughs) But I love you guys. Have a good night. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.